1: Coming to you live from Kauai. It's raining outside. It's dark outside. (laughs) It's five o'clock in the morning inside as well as outside here. So I'm so happy to get up uh, super early. And of course, I'm an early riser anyway. But uh, I don't usually get up at four o'clock in the morning. But I'm so happy to have done so today to be with you. I've been here on, uh, it's funny, you know, I I I'll call it a little bit of a retreat. However, uh, I've been working uh, much of the time. Uh, and one of the things that I've been doing while I've been here in Kauai, as I've mentioned the last couple of weeks, is I have been recording uh, the lessons of A Course in Miracles because I'm working on an iPhone app and I am excited about that. I, my intention is to offer it for free and you can add it to you, the things that you do for your daily spiritual practice to work with that. And, uh, I'm going to say what I have said before, which is if you have any particular... Oh, dream things that you'd love to see in an iPhone app, then please, uh, email me and let me know what they are. And you can email me at jennifer at jenniferhadley.com. So I've been asking people for some time now, what are all the bells and whistles that you would most dearly love to have in an iPhone app? And, um, that's what we're doing. Exactly that. And it's kind of fun. I think it's going to be cool. We're we're literally putting in every single bell and whistle we can think of and making it the super duper deluxe app that we'd all love to have um, for our smartphones and for our iPads. So any ideas that you get, uh, let me know. And so, let us begin. So grateful. I'm going to invite you to do as I am doing and place your hand on your heart and take a breath of love and gratitude with me as we become consciously aware of our gratitude for the teachings of A Course of Miracles. Literally in this moment, blessing the lives of everyone who has put anything into bringing this text, this message of love to our awareness. So grateful and so thankful right now to consciously attune with the higher Holy Spirit self and remember our true identity. So grateful and so thankful right now to open our hearts and minds to the flow of love. So grateful to consciously place on the holy altar all thoughts of separation, all thoughts of lack and attack. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the remembrance of love, to the remembrance of our true identity, dispelling any belief in a false identity. Now and forever, we are free. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. <sighs> All righty. So I have been on this track for a little while now of just getting clear about how we can be more efficient in our spiritual studies, how we can be smarter. Work smarter, work faster, all of that stuff in our spiritual work. So, today we're going to continue that theme and, gosh, I'm a little tangled up here. (laughs) The technical life of a spiritual student who is sharing. Yes, this is my experience and... Okay, so I have to say that it's been such a joy to read these lessons as I've been recording them and uh, really taking my time with it to do a great job for you because I probably won't be listening to it as much myself, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe I'll do one of those things where I'll put it on and, uh, listen all night while I sleep. I could see myself doing that. You ever do that? It's actually a really, it's amazing how it permeates your awareness when you do that. So I wanted to share with you lesson 65 today. My only function is the one God gave me. So our function in this world, is really to remember our true identity. How do we do that? We have to forgive. We have to forgive. And what is forgiving, really, but releasing any judgments that we've held on to? Those are the thoughts of lack and attack. All judgments are thoughts of lack and attack. And it is those judgments that get in the way of our clear perception of knowing the truth and our true identity. And that is what keeps us tethered to this world of illusion. So if we would like to wake up and experience true freedom and remember our true identity, we must give up the thoughts of lack and attack. There's no way around it. There are no exceptions, none. And this is one of the things I I love about A Course in Miracles, is it's so clear there are no exceptions, none. And so, in Lesson 65, it helps us remember that there's really no other thing for us to focus our attention on. And what's great is we can fulfill our function while we're baking the bread and doing the laundry and painting a painting and creating a marketing plan or uh, selling insurance or doing any other thing. So we can do whatever it is that we love to do, that we're employed to do. None of that matters, really. It's it's finding the the expression of joy in our life and in the world, which we can do no matter what we're doing if we're willing. Because it really is less about less about what we're doing than. How we're doing it, the mind with which we're doing it. So, my only function is the one God gave me. Now, if you're thinking, because you know, this is one of the questions I get all the time life purpose. What is the life purpose? What is my life purpose? People ask me all the time, Jennifer, how can you, can you help me find my life purpose? And I really believe that our purpose is to remember our true identity, to forget that we're a body, to forget that we think that we're a body, to forget it, to dissolve all judgments, opinions, everything that obscures our pristine awareness, reclaiming our inheritance. This is our purpose. Many ways to say it. And what it says in this lesson 65 right here in the beginning, my only function is the one God gave me. The idea for today reaffirms your commitment to salvation it also reminds you that you have no function other than that. Because we can get very distracted and wrapped up into the doingness of life. And when we've done that, then what, and I believe me, it happens to me all the time, It it's an identification with the ego. It's an identification with the ego. And that creates our suffering, our experience of suffering. And it's totally optional so becoming wrapped up in the doingness is very distracting remember the lesson i need do nothing i need do nothing in the uh, it's in the text i need do nothing So many people don't have are challenged by that. I need to do nothing. What are you kidding me? I've got to do the laundry. I've got to do the dishes. I've got to pay the bills. I've got to pick the kids up after school. I need to do a lot of things. No, we need to do nothing. We choose to do things. But we need to do nothing. And it is so deeply healing to remember we don't need to do anything. We can fulfill our function by changing our mind. We can fulfill our holy purpose for our life by changing our mind. And that's the only way we can fulfill it. The idea for today reaffirms your commitment to salvation. It also reminds you that you have no function other than that. Both these thoughts are obviously necessary for a total commitment. And this is what I love about A Course in Miracles is because it talks about a total commitment. A total commitment is when there are no exceptions. And... I have heard Course in Miracles students make exceptions all the time. Like uh, we get so attached to the body and thinking about what the body should eat and how the body should exercise and body illnesses and body perception. Even um, uh, I need to lose weight or I need to eat raw foods or I need to eat meat or I need it's actually not true. But if you believe it, then it feels true. And this is why it's such a challenging teaching, because it really gets to the nitty gritty of things. I am not a body. I am not a body. And uh, I, I, people will say, you know, oh, no, I need to eat this. I need to. I am not a body. Well, I know, but I bought big butt there. And that but literally keeps us from attaining salvation, awakening atonement, the full acceptance of Salvation cannot be the only purpose you hold while you still cherish others. So if you're cherishing other purposes, like losing weight or healing your body, the full acceptance of salvation as your only function necessarily entails two phases. So let's see what phase we're in here. The recognition of salvation as your function and the relinquishment of all the other goals you have invented for yourself. So first we have to accept that salvation is our only function, which is our awakening, healing our mind, total forgiveness, recognizing that there is no separation. First, we accept that as our purpose, and then the recognition of salvation as your function and the relinquishment of all the other goals you've invented for yourself. So this is this is the challenge to offload the other goals. And what I can honestly tell you, in my own spiritual walk, my success as a spiritual being, and I count how do I measure my success? I measure it by my peace of mind. I measure it by how easy and fully I am moving towards love, feeling the flow of love. That's the only measure of success. The love that you're expressing and experiencing, the peace of mind, the harmony. So in life, we are available to express and experience the spiritual qualities of life. Now, the spiritual qualities of God are omnipresent. They're omnipotent. They're 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 omniactive. They are all that there is. There's love, joy, peace, harmony, freedom, wisdom, clarity, prosperity, wholeness, abundance, creativity, Wisdom, freedom, all of these spiritual qualities are omnipresent, omnipotent, and and omniactive. And they're live streaming all the time. We're either expressing them or blocking them. So if we're expressing them, then we are in our true abundance. Then we are really fulfilling our function. Because we're attuned with them means we value them more than anything else. And it requires, as it says here, a total commitment. And this is the thing that we resist. This is the challenge is to move into that total commitment. But the only reason we're not totally committed is because we haven't really seen the value of it. So as long as we still value our thoughts of lack and attack, we can't really value total commitment. Right? So it's about making up our mind and deciding. It really comes down to that. My only function is the one God gave me. Deciding that that is true and nothing else matters and then what happens is everything begins to line up for you and it happens in a most miraculous way remember there's no order of difficulty in miracles there's no limit on the miracles miracles are our nature they are our inheritance they are everything we can we we've got every option to know every single possibility of miracle we we can have all of this if we're willing so this is our holy holy opportunity and it requires us to move into a total commitment so to me the first thing that we can do here to really help ourselves is to be willing to move into that total commitment, to be willing to move into it. That's where we start. So it, we can't go zero to 60 with the total commitment, but we can cultivate the willingness to move into total commitment. And we can only do that through recognizing that that has value. So seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. That's the total commitment and that's the promise that all else will be added unto you if you're willing to have total commitment. So why settle for just a piece when you can have the whole thing? Why, if you've settled for just a piece, you can have a piece and then the rest of your life is going to be unsatisfactory. This is what we're talking about here. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And I'll be right back.
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love. Walking the talk. Get ready to focus on your intent. To be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: So we're talking about really increasing our effectiveness and speeding up our healing. And moving into a real feeling of spiritual success. And what A Course in Miracles teaches us over and over and over again is we can do this. And what it requires is we have to get totally on board, a total commitment. This is the only way in which you can take your rightful place among the saviors of the world. This is the only way in which you can say and mean My only function is the one God gave me. So this this is it. It's a total commitment. This is the only way in which you can find peace of mind. So if you're looking to find peace of mind by increasing your savings, you're not going to find it that way. If you're looking to increase your peace of mind by uh, losing weight and you're not going to find it that way. If you're looking to increase your peace of mind by changing jobs, you're not going to find it that way. How many more years do we need to labor in vain? This is what I started to say to myself, Jennifer, it's so clear. Make a total commitment. Focus on making a total commitment. So it's, you know, how many of us are like Saul, on the road to Tarsus, who gets hit by the, the blinding light, right, when Jesus appears there, and then he becomes Paul. You know, that doesn't happen to very many of us. It can happen to us, but it doesn't happen to very many of us. So we start where we are. First, we have to value making a total commitment, and then we move in that direction. And the easiest way to move in that direction is truly to begin to increase our spiritual practice, which is not necessarily a study. Study and practice are two different things. So practice is when we literally are choosing love. We're choosing love, we're choosing love, we're choosing to take time for a conscious communion with God. We're choosing to take time to do the practice periods that it talks about in A Course of Miracles. This is one of the reasons why I decided to build this iPhone app is to help people who are interested in a deeper commitment to make it easier for them to do the daily practice periods. It says here in uh, paragraph 3 of Lesson 65, Today's idea offers you escape from all your perceived difficulties. Escape from all your perceived difficulties. Do you see how we labor and labor in vain to move things around in the world of effects In the world of form, we labor and labor. Believe me, I have done this and I still can get uh, distracted or caught into it. And then I have to remind myself, wait a minute, this is nothing to do with my function. I need do nothing. I have become attached to what I think I can make in this world. Let me not continue down this pathway because it only ends in my suffering. The only way we can find peace of mind is to see the value of a total commitment to the one goal, which is true peace of mind. And Course of Miracles gives us step by step how to get there and it works. Today's idea offers you escape from all your perceived difficulties. It places the key to the door of peace, which you have closed upon yourself in your own hands. It gives you the answer to all the searching you have done since time began. My only function is the one God gave me. So if God gave us our function, it means we must be able to do it, right? And it's only thinking that we can't that gets in our way so i can't tell you how many times i have talked with people about making this commitment and they say i can't because you know like right now i just started my seven week spiritual boot camp uh, called finding freedom we just started you can still join us and Many people say, I feel, Jennifer, that this class would be the thing that would help me turn everything around. Because it, it does that for a lot of people. It just, it's like a quick starter. And, uh, and it's very effective. And I feel like I, I didn't make it up. I feel like it was given to me by spirit. These are the things that I have done that I teach in this class, the very specific steps and tools and processes. You get a workbook. You get the videos. You get all the things. And week by week, I walk you through it uh, in live classes. I do live streaming now online. And uh, like I said, you can still join us. People will say, I'd love to do that but I'm not going to do it because I don't believe that I have the willingness to actually do what's required. So people will say, I know I'm suffering, I know I'm unhappy, I know I'm making things worse for myself. I'm not doing myself any favors, but I don't believe that I have the capacity to become committed. Nobody becomes very, like I said, very few people become committed overnight. Very few people suddenly wake up and feel committed. Although it does happen all the time, it's fewer people that have it happen that way. Instead, I think I'm uh, like the majority of people where through a willingness to make mental shifts the clarity emerges now how does the clarity emerge how does that really happen it happens because we are willing to clear some space so imagine that your mind is like a garage where you've been stuffing things for decades and you just keep stuffing that stuff in there you don't even turn on the light anymore because you don't even want to see how much junk you've got stored in there. You just keep stuffing stuff in there. And it's you know it's a mess. But the very idea of cleaning it out, organizing it, clearing it away, making some real room, sifting and sorting feels so laborious, you think just the very thought of it will make you send you into self medicating with food, alcohol, sex, drugs, something, right? That's how most of us spend quite a, a long period of our life. So uh, many people spend the first part of their life stuffing things in their mind, right? So the garage is the metaphor for the mind stuffing, stuffing, stuffing. Or maybe we came in, we incarnated in this lifetime with a full, a full load of stuff in the garage. The crows are starting to crow outside. In the rain. Oh, God bless them. So, oh, they're really screeching. <laughs> so, we have got all this stuff stuffed in there. And then, quite naturally, we feel overwhelmed. We feel oppressed by it. We feel incapable of moving forward, right? It's like a weight. And we can't even move it. And yet, we don't have to be the ones who move it. We simply have to be willing to have it moved. The how of moving it will unfold if we're willing. Now, if we're willing to actually take some steps, then we can really dig in because it's like this so you've got this garage of stuff that you've stuffed into your mind you know like your your mind is a is a warehouse or a garage and you've just been putting things in there for decades and then if you decide okay i am going to make a total commitment to having a nice clean clear space where i can use it for good. I can use my mind for God, for thinking the thoughts of love. I'm only interested now in thinking the thoughts I think with God, being truly helpful in this world. I'm only interested in waking up. This is my one goal. So you move into that space and then it's like this. It's like a whole team of experts will show up to help you clean out that garage. So one of the ways that we help ourselves is we recognize, I mean, really recognize the value of having a clean, clear space. And then we we stop adding more junk. We stop adding more junk at the same time that we begin I'm gonna sip my tea here. At the same time we begin to look at what's in there and do we need it anymore? It doesn't have to be painful. It does not have to be painful because when we look at what has been accumulated with the help of the Holy Spirit, and I call it the higher Holy Spirit self because many spiritual students, particularly Course of Miracles students, will really think that the Holy Spirit is separate from them, and it's not. The Holy Spirit is one with you. The Holy Spirit is your own mind. Because there is only the one mind. So we don't have to think of ourselves as less than the Holy Spirit or stupid, spiritually stupid. Many spiritual students come to think of themselves as spiritually stupid because for years and years and years they have obstinately not followed divine insight and guidance. And instead of making that total commitment... And cultivating their willingness. They keep stuffing more and more stuff in the garage. So what does that really mean? Stuffing more and more stuff in your mental garage. It means gathering and affirming your opinions and judgments. The false beliefs that make the world seem so real. If you begin to value your function in this world, which is the undoing of this mind, then you will have such profound support and help in doing it. And the more committed you are, the more help you'll get. Why? Because everything is for you and nothing is against you. If you hold yourself back from loving, if you give yourself permission to judge, then it will seem as though you don't have clear intuition. It will seem as though you don't have real support. It will seem as though things are against you. But that's only the projection of your mind. And what that means is if you are holding back and you give yourself permission to be unloving, to be destructive instead of constructive. If you give yourself permission to put more stuff in the garage, more junk, more opinions and judgments, it will seem as though everything is against you. It will seem as though things aren't working. It will seem as though you're not entitled to miracles. But the truth of the matter is you're the one who's blocking them through choosing judgments. This is why Course of Miracles uses that beautiful metaphor of the sun is always shining, but you won't perceive it if you're generating clouds to block your awareness of the light. We are light beings. I know we hear this all the time, but it's really this simple. If we keep stuffing our judgments and opinions in the garage of our mind, it will feel so cluttered, so overwhelming, that it will seem that it's impossible for us to get some clear space to have a clear thought. But that is not true. There is unprecedented support and help for us the minute that we decide to become committed. Now, deciding to become committed is not... The same as total commitment because we, we've got to get some room and clear out that garage. But the great news is, is, there's not a one of us that has to do this by ourselves. That's just the illusion, the illusion of aloneness and separateness that is caused by all this accumulation that we've given ourselves permission to have. Does that make sense? To me, it, it's it's a really helpful analogy. It says here try to, uh, the purpose of, of doing these, um, practice periods is to arrange your day so that you have set apart the time for god as well as for all the trivial purposes and goals you will pursue so this is the practice of course miracles starts to give you these practice periods right so that you 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 just say oh, i'm just going to do this three one minute periods a day well gosh if you don't have time for three one-minute periods a day, then clearly you're not interested in clearing the clutter in your mind. If you don't have a willingness to make a commitment to those three one-minutes, but you have a willingness to make a commitment to drive, you know, 10 miles, 20 miles, to spend an hour looking for the perfect shoes to go with that thing, or to do something that is really quite meaningless then it just means that you're identified with the ego. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're spiritually stupid. It doesn't mean that you're a jerk or a moron or an idiot or that any of this is beyond you. None of this spiritual awakening is beyond you. This is the thing that Jesus says over and over again. He said it when he walked on the earth. He said it in A Course in Miracles. Even more shall you do. But that's not going to happen if you're stuffing stuff in the garage of your mind, if you're valuing the junk. It's not going to happen. But it can happen if you're willing to be in a divine partnership with Jesus, with your own higher Holy Spirit self, because they are one, and so are you. you're listening to A Course in Miracles we're walking the talk we're living the love on Unity Online Radio and I'll be right back being willing to develop a total commitment and I, I just think this has been so key in my own transformation is and healing is to really look at when we feel spiritually stupid or we feel incapable because as I was saying before, so many people have said, oh, I'd love to take your finding freedom class or your masterful living class, Jennifer, but I don't have that level of commitment. Well, yeah, that's... That's why people take the class, so they can develop that level of commitment. And how do you do that? Well, one of the ways that you do it is you see the value of it. This is what A Course in Miracles is about. It's about cultivating the ability to see clearly and to see clearly the value of a total commitment. Seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. Now, if you're seeking outside yourself, then you're you're not going to have the same as uh, if you're seeking within. If you're kind of wavering back and forth, you're going to have a totally different experience from someone who's truly committed. And it seems as though it doesn't work. And this is one of the most common experiences that spiritual students have, is they'll pray for five minutes in the morning, and even if they pray like a mamma if the rest of the day they are thinking thoughts like, I'm not good enough, this is never going to work, I don't know why I bother, I don't know what I'm doing, it's like this. The prayer creates a container for spirit to flow into. Our clear, positive thought creates what Ernest Holmes called a mold for spirit to flow into. But then the thoughts of lack and attack literally poke holes in that mold all day long so that it becomes like a sieve. And this is one of the most common experiences that spiritual students have is they get a little bit of traction on their prayer work. They see, they get a little bit of spiritual success, but they don't get lift off. They don't seem to fly like a rocket. And the thing that separates people, and this was me because I was doing it, I was that sieve for decades. And then I said, okay, I'm going to go all in on this thing. And I am going to give it my full focus. My only function is the one God gave me. This is my holy purpose, to remember my true identity. And I'm going to focus on this while I'm taking out the trash, while I'm making the dinner, while I'm doing my work, while I'm sitting with my clients, while I'm doing whatever it is that I'm doing. That's what I'm really doing. And so I began to approach each day that way. And I began to rejoice every time I found a piece of trash in my mind. Every time I found an opinion or a judgment that I was clinging to. I began to rejoice that I could make a holy offering of it. That I didn't have to carry it around anymore. And I really took the attitude... I don't care how long this takes. I don't care if this takes every minute of the rest of this life and the next one and the next one, however long it takes. I'm interested in creating a mind, having a mind that is a pristine environment in which I can think the thoughts of God and I am willing to believe that everything will be added unto me. If I seek making the kingdom a home in my heart instead of pushing out the kingdom. I love that acronym for e- for ego, edging God out, edging God out. That's really what it is. And so we, if we're identified with the ego, we will feel incapable. We will feel spiritually stupid and incompetent, but we are not. We are the I am that I am. We are that expanded being. We are not the ego. So I'm going to invite you here for a moment to turn within and to place your hand on your heart and become heart-focused and heart-centered. And I'm going to invite you simply to take a look and see how often... Do you give yourself permission to identify with the ego? How often do you give yourself permission to sabotage, to choose the thoughts of lack and attack? How often do you give yourself permission to simply be unloving, to be unkind, to be judgmental, to attack yourself and others? How often... Do you say unkind things to yourself and you give yourself permission to do that? The truth of the matter is you would never do that, but the ego would. And you're so identified with the ego, you think that it's you, but it's not you and it never will be you. Your true identity only knows itself as love. But you've listened to the ego long enough that you think you are the ego. So you think you are the one who's giving yourself permission to be unloving. But it's not your true nature. It doesn't suit you. And that's why it's so uncomfortable. And the way out is that commitment. It is the discipline of devotion. And you will be amazed at how quickly you can transform your life if you're willing to become devoted and dedicated. We don't know how to do it. We can study a course in miracles but we still don't know how the miracles happen, we don't really understand it, it is the grace of God and the grace of God is our inheritance it is our birthright and it is our saving grace and everyone has it and it cannot be taken away, even if I make my bed in hell God is there with me God will never give up on me. Why? Because I am one with God. Each one of us is essential to God's plan. And so however long it takes doesn't matter because time is an illusion. We can choose to feel separate and to feel the suffering that that thought of separation brings forth in us until we get so tired of it, we no longer are willing to invest in it. So the only thing that truly turns the tide is our decision, our commitment. And this is why this is really almost the only thing that I really talk about because it's just whatever it takes to get ourselves to that place of deciding to be willing because spirit will do the heavy lifting every single step has already been gently planned all we have to do is decide to walk that path And then what is amazing and wonderful is, you know, um, what comes into my mind right now is so often people will say, Jennifer, what do you do when you have a complainer in your life? Someone who's a complainer and you're sick of listening to them. You know how destructive their negative thinking is and you really want to help them and help yourself by getting this complainer to stop complaining. Well, I used to be a complainer. I used to be that complainer. Seriously, when I devoted myself to love, the complainers stopped showing up in a way that bothered me because like attracts like. When I changed my mind, my life changed. How did it change? I don't really know. All I know is that it continues to be miraculous. And the key, the linchpin, is our willingness to be committed, devoted, and dedicated. Everything will be added unto us once we make that decision and we begin to walk that way. So it's a matter of deciding we're not going to add any more trash to the garage. And you know what? Hey, we just started Finding Freedom Class. If you'd like seven weeks of support, and you get the workbook, you get everything, you can continue to work it at your own pace Live classes with me each week for seven weeks. Join me at JenniferHadley.com. Take a look at the Finding Freedom class. There's a few free audios there for you and videos and things. So check it all out. You can download those things and uh, you'll sign up for my number one tip. I love that. All right. Let's place our hand on our heart here and be so grateful and so thankful that we can change our mind And make that decision to be dedicated, committed, and devoted to love, our true identity. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great week, everybody. I'll be back in Los Angeles next week. I love you. Thanks for listening.